Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. We've got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Well, we have a lot to unpack since our last episode, don't we? Bobby Wagner to be released by the Rams. Talked about that a little bit the other day on our YouTube channel. And I'm not going to get into the details of that right here. What I've decided to do is move up our review of the Rams inside linebacker room, the shrinking Rams inside linebacker room, That's coming up at the end of this episode. We'll have a whole segment on that, and we'll address the Bobby Wagner release within that segment. But sorry to see him go. I don't think it's that big of a loss in the grand scheme of things, but we'll talk about that later. And then Leonard Floyd tweeting and then deleting, I know my worth, suggests to me that the Rams are perhaps trying to renegotiate his contract Makes no sense to cut him now, but after June 1st, they very well could if they can't come to some type of terms with Leonard Floyd. After June 1st, a dead cap hit of $6.5 million, but a cap savings of $15.5 million. So that's already a position of need. They need someone opposite Leonard Floyd Really hate to see him go, so hopefully the Rams can work something out with him. 
And then Jalen Ramsey. Rumors floating around about him. Who knows what to believe. He's going to get cut. The Rams are talking trade with other teams. Jalen Ramsey pushing back on Twitter that that is not true. But moving on from Ramsey would be a small cap savings this year, a big cap savings next year. But then what do you do at cornerback if you're the Rams? I guess it depends on what you get back for Ramsey. What is his value trading him off to a team that sees themselves as a contender but needs help in the secondary? I suppose. And if I were to consider possible trade partners for Ramsey, three teams come to mind, the Bengals, Raiders, and Lions. I don't think Kevin Demoff wants to deal with the Raiders, though. They don't want to send one of their premier players to a team that competes with them in the L.A. market. The Lions kind of make sense, though. They have $26 million in cap space. They have four picks in the top 55 this year. My special assistant pointed out that maybe the Rams should just position themselves to make a move for Caleb Williams in next year's draft. Could they move Ramsey just to acquire additional ammunition to move up for Caleb Williams? But the problem is there's no guarantee that will work. Who's going to end up with that first pick? If it's a quarterback needy team, they are not trading that first pick and the opportunity to draft Caleb Williams, who is a true generational talent. So I don't know what the Rams are going to do here. I don't think they're going to trade Ramsey. Didn't really see that as a sensible move if you want to make a run at the playoffs this year, because where does that leave you at the cornerback position? Really in deep trouble. But then again, maybe they'll get a cornerback back for Ramsey if they did move him. Maybe they'll get a high enough pick in return to go after a cornerback this year in this year's draft. We'll just have to see. It's all speculation at this point. But my first guess is Ramsey remains a Ram. But yeah, there's a possibility they could move him. I believe Les Snead when he says they are in remodel mode, not rebuild mode. And that means they are going to make a playoff push this year. I believe Les Snead when he says they are in remodel mode, not rebuild mode. But trading Jalen Ramsey... That's going to be a big-time remodel in that secondary without him back there. Combine fast approaching. Thursday, March 2nd, we'll see defensive linemen and linebackers. Friday, March 3rd, defensive backs and special teams. Saturday, March 4th, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. And Sunday, March 5th, running backs and offensive linemen. And I'm going to give you all a homework assignment here. A few guys on each day that you should be focusing on. Guys that could fall to the Rams in the second and third round and later. And prospects I think the Rams should be interested in. On Thursday, let's keep an eye on Mazzie Smith, the defensive lineman out of Michigan. If the Rams lose Greg Gaines and Sean Robinson to free agency, he's a guy the Rams could be really interested in. More likely the third round than the second if he lasts the third, the Rams would have to consider him. And another guy, Felix Enduke Uzama. Now, he's the guy we talked about with our guest the other day. I'd like to see what his potential off the edge is. We haven't really seen him play pure edge in college, but that's how they're marketing him as an edge rusher. He would be there in the second round, potentially in the third round as well. On Friday... Take a look at two cornerbacks, Caillou Blue Kelly out of Stanford and Riley Moss out of Iowa. We need a cornerback. And again, if 
Jalen Ramsey is moving on. Depending on what we get in return, we need cornerbacks badly. These are two guys that would be available in the third round. Moss could slip to the fourth. We don't have a fourth round pick right now, but we could finagle our way into the fourth round and get a guy like Moss. So I'm interested to see how they grade out at the combine. On Saturday, we have the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. One guy I've talked about quite a bit, Tanner McKee, the quarterback out of Stanford. He's a guy that I think would fit the bill a guy that could come in and be a backup quarterback pretty quickly. But he has been elevating his stock, and I don't think the Rams are going to use a third or fourth round pick on the quarterback position. So we can probably discount him. But another guy, my guest Eric Mulder of the South End Zone podcast mentioned, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback out of Georgia. He has been elevating his stock as well, but... I suspect he will be there in the fifth round, possibly later, and he's a cerebral guy that can come in and be a backup immediately at the NFL level, and I think the Rams definitely have to improve that backup quarterback situation. Now, there's a bunch of really interesting tight ends in this group, but three guys that I'd like to see, Luke Musgrave could be there in the second round for the Rams, and he would be a real difference maker And Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Iowa has produced a lot of really good tight ends. Dallas Clark, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Greg Kittle. Laporta could be the next one. May have some limitations in the blocking game, but let's see how he looks. And the guy I'm most interested in seeing, a guy that could be there as late as the sixth round, Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion, 6'8", 245. Talk about a red zone target. He could go earlier, but there are so many good tight ends in this draft that I think a guy like Kuntz could slide all the way to the sixth round. And there are plenty of wide receivers to watch, but I'm going to take a look at Michael Wilson, the wide receiver out of Stanford. He really shined in the senior bowl. If the Rams wanted to add a wide receiver late, he would be a guy, again, who knows where he's going to go. He was originally going to be a sixth or seventh rounder, may have elevated his stock into the fifth round or even earlier because he looked really good at senior bowl practices in the game. On Sunday, we got running backs offensive linemen. I've seen Devin A. Chain, the speedster out of Texas A&M, going going anywhere from the second to the fifth round. It's going to be earlier rather than later, but I just want to see what his time is. And another guy, Eric Mulder, mentioned in our last week's pod, Dwayne McBride out of UAB. He's a guy that is the prototypical size and speed and versatility that Sean McVay likes. Dwayne McBride, keep an eye on him. And I also want to see how the guard Cody Mock does. I saw him listed as tackle in a couple of mocks, but I think he's more likely going to play guard in the NFL I've seen him go in the first round, the second round in mock drafts. He's all over the place, probably because he's from a smaller school. If he grades out well, I suppose the Rams could draft him in the second or third round. I'd advise against it. I think there are bigger needs, but let's see what mock brings. And let's talk about my mock draft science experiment. On the YouTube channel, I shared six mock drafts where I drafted edge, tight end, cornerback, in every possible order, followed by defensive line. That's a second round pick, a third round pick, and two fifth round picks. 
That's on the NFL Mock Draft database where comp picks are already awarded. And after my experiment, my final decision is the best order is edge, cornerback, tight end. Now, unfortunately, that means passing on some really attractive tight ends that could be available in the second round. But I thought it was better to grab edge and, for example, a guy like B.J. Ojulari could be there in the second round. And then in the third round, you can still get a quality cornerback like Caillou Blue Kelly out of Stanford. And then in the fifth round, you have to settle for a guy like Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan or Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion. That's the approach I felt would give the Rams the best chance of adding three or potentially four starters in this draft the fourth pick being defensive line in every case, and the guy that most often fell on the Rams' lap was Kobe Turner out of Wake Forest. So that's my decision. Let's go edge, cornerback, tight end in this draft. Now with the Wagner move, they'll go inside linebacker at some point, but not with one of those first four picks. I don't think so. But I'll get into that whole inside linebacker situation coming up in this next segment. We'll take a hard look at where the Rams stand at that position. And if you've missed it, I have started my countdown of the top 50 players in Rams history. Number 50 and 49 and 48 are all out. That's Flipper Anderson, Joe Shabelli, and Jack Snow. 47, you'll have to check the channel to see. We'll be dropping one of those more or less every day, with number one being revealed a few days before the NFL draft. So we'll be back in a second, and we're going to talk Rams inside linebackers and what this release of Bobby Wagner means for the Los Angeles Rams. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app now and sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. The last position group we looked at was the running backs, and I had said that we were going to look at wide receivers next. However, with the Bobby Wagner news, as I mentioned in our YouTube short we dropped on Friday, We really should look at inside linebackers. That's kind of all on our minds as Ram fans, probably. How do the Rams look at inside linebacker with Bobby Wagner moving on? And that's a big loss. But then again, is it really? Let's take a look at this position group. Ernest Jones played only, I think it was 66% of the snaps last season. And he's obviously going to be playing a bigger role. He's a $1.2 million cap hit still on his rookie contract. So we have a very able starter to send out there to lead this unit. And Jones has proven himself to be a pretty darn good linebacker. 
but what do we have behind him? You know, I thought Wagner was a luxury, a nice luxury to have, and we basically just lost that luxury. We still have some guys on hand that can step in and play a supporting role. Two exclusive rights-free agents, Trevin Howard and Christian Roseboom. The Rams can make qualifying offers to them, keep one or both of them. They're both going to be less than a million dollars a year. Howard especially, I think, is a guy the Rams really like. He's going to be in highlight reels forever after that interception against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game a couple years ago. So I would think they'd try to bring him back, just make him that offer, and it's over. Trevin Howard is a Ram for another season. Same with Rose Boom, more of a special teams guy, but he would be some insurance. And then, of course, there's Jake Hummel. He would be fighting for playing time on special teams. I think the Rams are actually not in dire straits at this position. Are they stacked at inside linebacker? No. Do they have one solid guy, Ernest Jones? Yes. And there will be a lot of downs where the Rams only have one linebacker, and that linebacker would be Jones. There are plenty of unrestricted free agents at the position, including, by the way, Corey Littleton and Micah Kaiser. I doubt either of them are an option. Then there's guys that are probably going to be out of their price range, like Tremaine Edmonds and Kwan Alexander. Wouldn't make sense to spend that kind of money. And there are others, too. Devin Bush, an interesting case. This guy, the Steelers inside linebacker, drafted very high, played really well out of the gate, tore his ACL, came back, kind of up-and-down performer. According to Spot Track, he could be had for $3 million on a one-year contract. That's something the Rams could certainly afford, but I doubt that's the way they go. Another guy is Alex Singleton, the Denver Broncos linebacker. He'll be turning 30 soon. He's a solid all-around off-ball linebacker, really good against the run, and in fact rated eighth among all off-ball linebackers against the run over 100 tackles two years in a row. And he also gets to the quarterback. Again, not sure how much he's going to cost, though. Might be out of their price range, even though inside linebackers do not generally get top dollar. Here's an interesting guy, Aziz Alshair, the San Francisco 49ers linebacker. They're already paying Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw, so you can almost guarantee he's going to walk. And last year, the Niners applied a second-round restricted free agent tender on him, almost $4 million a year. So maybe he's going to get more than that on the open market, which would probably price him out from the Rams. But still, it'd be nice to pull in a 49er, wouldn't it? Another guy that's available, Bobby Okariki. He's with the Colts. Stepped in when star linebacker Shaquille Leonard got hurt, and he had a really strong year. He would be probably more affordable than these other guys I've mentioned. And how about Jermaine Pratt? Now, he probably wants out of Cincinnati real bad given that a lot of people, including a certain teammate, are blaming him for the loss to the Chiefs. Remember, he's the one that took that personal foul call that pushed the Chiefs into field goal range to win the game and go to the Super Bowl. But my guess is the Rams are going to turn to the draft. Now, I focused on the Senior Bowl, and there's a bunch of linebackers worth mentioning here. Cam Jones out of Indiana, 6'3", 228. A lot of these guys are under 230 pounds. Jones is noted as a downhill run stopper, as they say, but he's the type of guy that can't deal with blocks very well. He's going to have to be kept clean. 
Really good special teams player, though. He'll probably last to the fifth round, and he's got something the Rams kind of like. He's a team captain and received Indiana's Howard Brown Dedication to IU Football Award. Those guys seem to fall to the Rams a lot. Another guy, Marvion Overshone of Texas. Again, a ladder guy, 6'4", 225. They're calling him a hybrid linebacker safety. Not sure that's what the Rams are looking for at that position. But you know what? Roseboom and Howard, both under 230. Jones, smack at 230, which is the same as a guy like Fred Warner. So don't get scared too much by these numbers. Overshone had 96 total tackles last year, including 10 for a loss and four sacks. And he was really turning heads at senior bowl practices one of the stars of those sessions. He was originally projected to go fifth round or even later. He may have pushed himself into the fourth or maybe even the third round. Diane Henley out of Washington State, 6'1", 230. He's out of Crenshaw High in Los Angeles. Went to Washington State as a receiver. He's just a guy that flies around to the ball. He's pegged for the fourth round. And like I've said, the Rams will do everything they can to find themselves in the fourth round. Right now, they are not projected to have a fourth round pick even after the comp picks are awarded. Here's a guy that has more traditional size for that inside linebacker position, Ivan Pace out of Cincinnati, six foot 239. Now he's projected for the fifth round. I think he's gonna go earlier though. He ended the season as Pro Football Focus's highest graded linebacker, 93.1 and he was a finalist for the Buckus Award and also a finalist for the Bednarik Award as the nation's top overall defensive player. So inside linebackers do slide in the draft a little bit. Not very often they go in the first or second round. Pace will go pretty early, though, for an inside linebacker. Not sure if the Rams will have a shot at him. Isaiah Land, Florida A&M, 6'3", 226, another slightly undersized guy, tall, but still on the light side, he had a very good senior ball as well. He won the Buck Buchanan Award as the best defensive player in the FCS two years running. He's really versatile. He can line up anywhere in the box, and he can also come off the edge. A lot of things this guy brings to the table, and he was the guy that collected a fourth down sack in that senior ball to seal the win for the national team. Aubrey Miller, Jackson State, 6-2. 225, another lighter guy, old school, versatile linebacker. He's one of these guys that just brings it every tackle, really good in the open field and a decent blitzer. He's a guy that could slip to the fifth round. D. Winters out of TCU. That's Trevin Howard's school, by the way. 5'11", 228. He's a quality player, quality linebacker, just going to have size limitations. I'm hoping Sam Mills doesn't hear this. He's one of the best linebackers in the history of the National Football League. 5'9", 229. Winter is a guy that's just always around the ball, high motor. He should be there in the fifth round. Dorian Williams, Tulane, 6'1", 229. High motor, but some limitations in coverage and shredding blocks. Got to be one or the other, right? Tons of special teams experience, though. 700 snaps on the various special teams for Tulane. He is probably going to last till the sixth round. So if the Rams are looking for a backup and a guy that can contribute on special teams, Dorian Williams would be the guy. 
The last guy I want to talk about, the guy I like the most out of this entire group, Servasier Dennis out of Pittsburgh, 6'1", 230, a mainstay on that pit defense for the past three years, all ACC second teamer in 2021 and first team in 2022, a Butkus Award finalist as well, 233 total tackles, 36 for a loss, 15 sacks, two interceptions, five passes defended, and two forced fumbles. He lives in the other team's backfield, as they say. And he could be there in the fifth round. This is a guy I really like. Watch some tape on him. He will flash. You'll see it immediately. That's a guy I really like for the Rams. So in summary, what are the Rams going to do? Well, I think they're going to roll with Ernest Jones as their starter, obviously. I think they're going to make that qualifying offer to both of those exclusive rights free agents guys, Rose Boom and Howard. Howard would get a lot of playing time, as he did in that Super Bowl season. And then they bring in a guy like Dennis out of Pittsburgh, the rookie. And this guy, if you can get him in the fifth round, maybe even the fourth round, In fact, I went back and did another mock draft, and I used the pattern, which I referenced in the opening here, drafting an edge rusher followed by a tight end and then a cornerback. And instead of drafting a defensive lineman, I kept my eye out for Servasier Dennis. I'm just going to start calling him by his last name. Dennis, the linebacker out of Pittsburgh, and coincidentally in the NFL mock draft database they have awarded the rams a comp pick in the fifth round number 172 overall and who is the 172nd ranked player in their database dennis the linebacker out of pittsburgh and he was there when i made that second fifth round selection and that was the pick which would of course mean the rams have already retained greg Gaines or Ashawn robinson No reason to spend any additional money on a free agent linebacker, in my opinion. It's not a primary position in this Rams defense, not with guys like Aaron Donald playing up front. Dennis would be a great fit, I think. No free agents. Just doesn't make a lot of sense to spend any amount of money on a free agent linebacker, in my opinion. Jones, Howard, Roseboom, and draft a guy like Dennis in the fourth or fifth round. And Hummel's still there as a backup and special teams guy trying to earn a roster spot. I think the Rams will be fine at inside linebacker. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. Forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe, Buckeye Bonsai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. Hama.